listen, when a relationship is over, it's over. But if you still want each other, there is a really huge possibility that you can stay together forever. If you want to try out this exercise, if you are a couple that is on the verge of the point of no return, then keep listening. What is up, Collective? I hope you guys are doing well. And I hope that this helps um, one way or the other, whether you guys figure out that you are destined to stay on each other's paths and continue this journey of life together or apart. Either way, I hope this helps you. And if you want the written form of this advice, these tips, then please DM me on the Collective Culture Podcast Instagram with your preferred email address to join the newsletter so I can send you guys all the tips and tricks for this episode, future episodes, and behind-the-scenes content. All right, so let's get into this. So this is for people in relationships, and I'm going to give you guys a Disclaimer, if you hear my chair creaking, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just going to make noise and I'm over (laughs) worrying about it. So anyways, now that we've gotten that out of the way, this is the Intimate Series. If you guys follow me on social media platforms, you will have seen. I posted about this and I really think this is important. It's probably going to be in several parts. Um, This is going to be part one. And I'm calling it the plan. So my goal with this is that people who have been in long-term relationships, and I mean a year plus, maybe even longer than that, they tend to lose sight of the relationship. And the passion goes out the window, the communication goes out the window, and obviously there's no trust so, and that being said, those are my, what I have found out by being in a relationship, you know, both now and before, that really what is important, that the key points to a relationship lasting is passion. That's number one, first and foremost. Number two is communication, and number three is trust. And I'm going to give you guys uh, three phases that have to do with passion communication and trust, and some exercises um, within two of these phases that I want you guys to try. And this is going to be something that you guys do for a few weeks. Okay, this is not something that you could try in one day and boom, your relationship problems are over. No, this is, you know, things take time. Humans need time to change. Human needs time to trust, right? So let's get into this. Phase one is, like I said, it's passion, right? That's the most important part. And the reason I say this is because think about when you first met your person, you were so passionate about them, right? Which is probably what led into you becoming in a monogamous relationship. And I hope that you are. This is not geared towards people who are in, you know, polygamy and all that. I'm not into that. I'm not going to condone that. But this is for people who are in a committed relationship, whether that's you know, just a serious relationship where you're in a marriage. But phase one is called getting the passion back. So the first part of this, there's three different exercises, okay? 
So the first part is each partner spend the next, <clears throat> excuse me, couple of, <coughs> course. <coughs> of course, my throat is killing me now. <clears throat> okay. Each partner, this is number one, each partner spend the next couple of days recounting the first meeting thoughts, first impressions of each other. Now, you can do this together. That's fine. Um, I more so wrote it out for you guys to do this separately. You can write it down. Um, you can just think about it if you want. It's up to you, but really take it in. Like, really remember, and I know women are probably going to have an easier time doing this than men, but really remember, you know, what they smelled like, what their hair looked like, what clothes they had on, maybe something that made you laugh that they said, you know, really bring back that admiration for that first meeting, right? And then number two is in the morning when you both have gotten out of bed, hug each other, okay? Hug each other. Now, if you guys are in a place where you're not happy with one another, this might be challenging, um, but try it out, okay? Try to hug each other, even if it's like a tap on each other's back, right? That's a start, okay? Now, if caressing starts, that's great, but it's optional, you know, especially if you guys have been disconnected for a while, it's absolutely optional. But I just want the physical touch, the hug, right? The innocence of the hug and reminiscing about the time when you guys first met and your first impression of each other when you hug, those thoughts will be going through your mind too. And you'll even remember the first time you guys hugged. And if you can, make it a lingering hug, okay? Number three is then the first kiss, okay? Now, this is something that I have tried with a couple of my long-term boyfriends. And it actually worked. However, we realized later on we weren't supposed to stay together. So that is what that is. But it did work. It did bring back the passion. The reason it, the passion didn't stay is because we weren't supposed to be together. Um, but it absolutely gave me that feeling, right? It, it started firing off oxytocin, dopamine everywhere, which is love drug, right? So multiple th- times throughout the night and or the next couple of days, if you can, simulate your first kiss. And if it goes into making out, great. But if you're just like telling each other goodbye, pause, stop for a second, right? I don't care if you guys are in a rush. Remember this. Stop for a second and slowly go into the kiss, okay? Make it as similar to your first kiss as you possibly can because you're going, your brain is going to trick your body into feeling that same feeling again. It's crazy. It absolutely works, okay? Now, if this leads to sex, then go with it, okay? Don't question it. Don't just go with the passion because that means the passion is coming back, okay? Now, if not, be gentle to each other and yourselves, but don't give up. Now, the thing is, women often associate sex with emotions. So if the first kiss doesn't lead to sex, the female might take that personally. It could lead into an argument, And if you guys are already arguing, you don't need more of that, right? So the key to remember here is not to be mad at each other if it doesn't go farther than the first kiss. Because when you guys first kiss, a lot of you probably didn't lead to sex, right? I'll call you later. I'll call you next week. I'll see you in a couple days, whatever. So, And if you did, if you had sex in the first night, that's not the point of this, okay? The point of this is to remember that feeling and feel it. And you're going to feel that. Your brain is going 
to take your thoughts because thoughts, thoughts become actions and your body is going to react to it. Okay. Now, like I said, passion to me. Okay. People might not agree with me on this, but I've seen a lot of relationships split up because they don't try to bring the passion back into the relationship. Passion is so important for a long-term relationship to stay together. If you guys don't want each other, you're not going to want each other, right? You're going to want someone else. All right, phase two is really talking to each other again, okay? So first part of this is make a meal together and talk, okay? Cook something together. I don't care if it's eggs or toast, okay? Really talk to each other. Start with each other's interests, you know? Ask them if you're, say your wife and your husband's interest is golf, okay? Ask them, you know, like, what kind of um, clubs do you like, honey? Like, tell me the difference between, you know, fairways and, and greens and putts and all that. You know, I, I don't know golf, guys. I probably shouldn't use that as an example. But you know what I mean, right? And men, if, if your lady's interest is yoga, you know, ask them, what kind of, like, do they need any new yoga clothes? Should they get new yoga clothes? What kind of yoga clothes do they like? What are yoga mats made out of, right? The partner is going to be kind of shocked. Even if you guys know going into it that you're doing these exercises together, you're still, your brain is going to be like, oh, wow, they care about what I like, right? Which is also going to be felt in the body too as passion, just so you know. That's why communication is also important. And then segue into each other's individual interests. Okay, so you're asking each other about each thing. Now bring up something that maybe your partner doesn't know that you're interested in. This could be something new, a new hobby, something you just found out you liked, maybe a new song. Music, sharing music is so personal and intimate. And I think you guys should definitely, if you don't have a new song or you don't really, you can't think of a song that really touches you and that you want to share it with your partner, find one. Okay, find one and share it. It's not only going to bring the passion up because music invokes passion, but it's also going to have something, it's going to bring a topic for you guys to talk about. Okay. Okay. Then have a conversation about each other's day. Okay. Now, this is important. Do this when you both are a little sleepy and you're lying in bed. Okay. The reason I'm saying this is because you're more likely to feel a lot more comfortable with each other because your body is physically comfortable and you're a little bit more tired so you're a little bit more vulnerable. So to ask each other about each other's day or something similar to that effect, it's showing that you care, okay? Now, side note, if phase one was successful, that talk could lead to a kiss, okay? Now, I... I had a guy I was seeing who did this. And he's the only guy who's ever done this, sadly. <laughs> so, if you're listening. Um, anyway, it was the only guy who ever done this. And he kissed me in the middle of me talking. Like, I was in the middle of saying a sentence. And he kissed me. And some women might not like that, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know any w- woman who wouldn't like that. Unless you're not into the dude. Um, then that's probably, but if you're with somebody for a long time, then you're probably into them or you were at some point, but 
I would advise the man in the relationship to kiss her. Kiss her in the middle of her saying something. And now there is a risk, men, that you could get slapped, okay? But usually this is only a high risk when you first met someone, okay? And you're not reading the signs and this girl's really not into you. But if she pushes you away or whatever, she might... It's just because she's being on the defense. She might be still angry at you about something you said three weeks ago. Women are crazy. But nine times out of ten, I'm going to say, and that's a higher number, I know, but I'm going to tell you guys this works, okay? So try it, okay? Now, if you're going into this and you're just the wife and, you know, you're not sharing this with your partner and you're just going to try to do it, that's fine. Or if you're going to do it together and... The woman is kind of waiting now. Oh, God, he's going to kiss me in the middle of a sentence. Man, please don't do this right after you guys have communicated about it. Let her forget about it a little bit, okay? The key to this is the air of surprise, right? To catch her off guard, right? Okay, so just keep that in mind. And then number three, this is also the communication part. Check in with each other by asking if they need help with anything. Okay, I know a lot of women really love this when men help, you know, try to ask uh, or ask to help with household chores and things like that. But don't just leave it at that, okay? Because we're not just those roles in life. You know, ask them if they need help with the kids. Ask them if they need help brushing their hair, I mean, it doesn't always have to be taking out the garbage, okay? And then ask if there is anything they want to vent about to relieve some stress. Now, here's the thing with venting to each other. You have to be very careful, especially if your relationship is already tender. You guys are arguing, you guys are arguing a lot. You might start venting about each other. That is not the point in this exercise. You do not vent about each other, Okay? You probably have already done that. If you're doing this exercise, you probably have already disconnected and you've probably already argued and vented to each other about whatever you dislike about the other one. So this is not what I mean. I want you guys to either vent or let out some steam about things that are bothering you outside of the relationship, okay? Talking about the relationship is great, but you guys aren't there yet, okay? All right. Now, moving on to phase three, and this is the final phase, and it's I trust you, period, okay? The period is important because women especially have to, I have to throw you guys under the bus. I'm a woman, so I can say this. I know. I've done this. We oftentimes say we trust our man, and we really don't, and I think that is really a rocky place to be when you're saying words that are that powerful and you don't mean them. If you don't trust your man, if you're not there yet, don't tell them you do. If they ask you, do you trust me? Say no. Say no. Yeah, it might certify yes, whatever. But I was asked this before and I said with tears in my eyes, I don't trust you. And it sucked. It was not a good feeling for me or him. And that relationship didn't last, you know? And I'm not saying if you don't trust your man that you guys are inevitably going to break up. It's just something that needs to be earned and built up, right? Trust is not something that just happens, okay? Unless, okay, 
This brings me to phase three. This phase will take the longest based on the success between you both from phases one and two. Okay. So if you guys are connecting, you know, with communication, with passion, you, you've gotten that feeling back for each other. You remember why you're in this relationship to begin with. The trust is going to start becoming easier for both of you. It's going to, it's going to start to build, right? But oddly enough, with, will be something that you, that just happens to both of you after some time. Okay. Cause that's how trust happens. That's when you guys decide to tell each other stuff, you know, intimate details, trust each other with your lives. I hope so. If you're in a long-term relationship and you are with somebody who you've never felt like you can trust, I don't know how you guys made it as long as you did. This happens though, after you quote unquote, find each other again. Okay, from the first two phases. However, now, and this is something I said at the beginning of this episode, you both may find that after some time of trying these exercises, you realize that unfortunately the relationship is over. But that's okay. That's the point. Because you don't want to spend the rest of your life, and they don't either, trying to figure out whether you should stay or go. You're just in a hell limbo state and nobody wants to be there because then you are not progressing or evolving in your life and you're not even living. You're literally just existing in a relationship that you don't know you want to be in or not. So the point of this exercise is not to get scared and, oh my God, we're going to break up. No, the point of this exercise is to realize what is important to both of you. And you may find that what's important to both of you is not to stay together. And I know a lot of people out there are going to be like, well, I have kids, I'm a Christian, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, those are excuses. I'm sorry. I know people of religion are definitely going to disagree with me on this, but those are excuses. I have a very, very good friend of mine who is Christian and very strong in her faith. And she does not agree that you should stay together just because you're Christians. And God frowns upon divorce. Now, obviously, she very much wants you to stay together because of her faith and her beliefs. But that's why it's so important that you marry the right person, right? But, however, we don't always have that luxury of making the right decision at the right time. And so we get into these marriages with people who maybe were right for us at the time, but we grow apart, you know, or we're just not right for each other anymore. Or even it could be that you had feelings for someone else when you got into the relationship or both of you did. Maybe it was an arranged marriage. Maybe somebody fell pregnant. Whatever the situation is, whatever the circumstances, it is an excuse at the end of the day and you're making it based on fear. Life is short and I'm telling you right now, my God would not want me to spend one second of this life with the wrong person. And if you think differently, then I don't really believe you believe in God. So, I hate to make this about religion and stuff, but I, I see so many people do this, and they're miserable. They're miserable people. And they fight all the time and they're like, well, I'm so-and-so religion, so I can't get divorced. Or we have kids, so I can't get divorced. Or 
whatever, insert the reason. And it's really sad. It's your life at the end of the day. And the thing is, your kids are going to suffer. My son has grown up in a calm and peaceful environment for most of his life because me and his father didn't stay together. So I do not regret that at all. And yes, when it was going down, it sucked. I always said that when I had a kid, that was who I was going to be with forever. I was never going to leave them. I was going to die trying to make it work, right? And I did. I did for a long time. And I was beating my head against the wall, you know? So I really hope that this gets you through to the other side, wherever the other side is, whatever the other side is. I am absolutely hoping that it's with your person who you're with now. I always want families especially to stay together. That's the best thing for the child, absolutely. But not if you guys aren't meant to be together. It's not. Because you're also showing your kid that you're supposed to stay with somebody who you're not supposed to be with. You're supposed to stay with somebody who you don't love but you like, you don't really want to be with, but you are because of them, right? You're making them, you're, you're making them hold your burdens. That's just, that's not fair. If I were to stay with my son's dad, it would have been for him, but it wouldn't have been for him because it wouldn't have benefited him. So I know that this is touchy. I know that couples especially if they've been disconnected for a while. You know, it's tender. You guys are both in this cocoon phase of, I don't want to let this go, but I probably should, but I still love them, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I don't. You know, you're just back and forth, back and forth. And I'm sure at this point in the game, if you're wanting to even consider doing this exercise, you're tired of this life. You're tired of living like this. So... Godspeed to you. I'm sending you all the love in the world, but you got to do something. You got to change. Don't go the rest of this year or your life like this. You know, if if you guys are meant to be together, to be together and be fucking happy. Love each other, right? Make love to each other. Make time for each other. I see so many people not doing that. So I'm going to leave it there, guys. I don't know really what else to say. I feel like I'm I'm stepping on eggshells here a little bit. But I always want to help, guys. I'm here. Sign up for the monthly newsletter. And until next time, ciao.